A trigger warning before listening to this episode. There are experiences shared about emotional, physical, sexual abuse, as well as suicide. I have two friends here who went through a breakup and then became friends again. Um, for the sake of anonymity and clarity, we've given them pseudonyms. Um, so uh, I'm going to start with Heather to begin with and just say, where were you in your life when you met Shauna? So I was at a place in my acting career uh, where I had been a part of a theater and yeah, she was just funny and bright and had all this, I don't know, just a lot of energy. She was just really um, fun to be around. That's wonderful. And Shauna, what was, what was your life like when you met Heather? I was really looking for a theater to belong to, a theater community, um, very like new. And I was like, yeah, friendship, let's go. And when did you know this, this person I feel so comfortable and safe with? Ooh, uh, Shauna, do you have, <laughs> do you have I mean, a, can you pinpoint say, it? So I was asked to stage manage a show that okay. Heather was, um, insistent directing. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And Let's so there was a lot of, um, hangouts after rehearsal. Um, and I think that these late nights in the lobby of just her and I chatting and having, cause we were really kind of the only two females mm -hmm. in this area at the moment. And so we had a lot in common that we were talking about. So our relationship struggles kind of, because we were on the same page, put us together more, you know, on, on the trust service surface, you know? What then got in the way of the friendship or what started breaking what broke the friendship apart once decisions more um decisions were being made about the season and the shows and who's doing this and who's doing what and i would try to speak up for uh shauna's place because she first wasn't really like invited to the party so to speak when like when we before she was an ensemble member and then I believe what started to happen was getting the feedback from one of the three males there. He, you know, would start to just chip away at one little thing, as I like to say, Shawshank away at something. And it just kind of kept becoming a, a bigger chunk that would come out each time, like just kind of this idea of maybe why Shauna shouldn't do that or why we have to keep Shauna outside. And this is from one particular person who is a leader of this group? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and also he perhaps was planting ideas and seeds of things about her to just start just enough to like, you know, give someone, you know, just this much possibility of something being true. And then Shauna, what was happening on your end during this time? This particular person was very good at reading people. He would tell me things about Heather that maybe reminded me of my, like I can speak it, like reminded me of my mother 
or something very controlling, like um, Heather is controls this and that controlling is not good. So maybe like back away or, you know, would never actually tell me to do that. But that was the reaction that I would have and be like, oh, you're right, because I also trust you. Then everything else that the other um, members would say would align with that. And I was like, oh, well, it's three against one. And I guess I'll listen to them more. And, and Heather is right. It, it was, it was probably a good year of getting into our heads to slowly, slowly bit by bit to you. What do we call it? Oh, uh, Shawshanking. So like Shawshank Redemption, you know, when Tim Rom, he's, he's working at getting further and that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Out of prison. And then, and then, (laughs) and then covering it up with a nice poster of While Raquel Welsh. Yes. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Making it all nice, but then pulling it apart when we were alone. How did the break officially happen between you two? For me, it's the night that I refer to as the firing squad. Um so Okay, I love your titles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you gotta find the fucking funny somewhere. Um, in all of this, but yes, it was, I started being left out of important decisions. So where Shauna in the beginning was left out and I was trying to get her to be brought in, then towards the, the end of my, uh, tenure there, uh, I was starting to get boxed out under the surface of that. I had found out about the main leader was having multiple affairs, uh, not only being with me, but then uh, at least two other people and possibly a third at this point is what I had, information had been given to me. So I was sort of planning my my, uh, reveal that I knew what was I was going to be like, you know, the gig is up. So when I confronted him and a fight had started after one of our shows between him and another actress, and she literally like left the stage in tears, like afterwards, went in the dressing room, grabbed her stuff and just bolted. And I had said like, hey, come on, it's it's Sunday. Like, let's just shows are over for the weekend. You know, I was like, she just left out of here crying and trying to get him to soften, to lighten up on her. And he's like, you're not her ally. You're my ally. And he's like, what is your problem? What's going on with you? And I was like, well, what's going on with you? And he's like, what is that supposed to mean? I was like, well, I'm hearing a lot of things going on with you. He's like, oh yeah, like what? I was like, I don't know that you've got some relationships. You've been seeing some people. You've been sleeping with some people. And he literally like, he's a big physically imposing guy and he was standing up. And at this point he leans against the wall and like slithers down and like goes into like a little boy pose and like looks like he's a child in that moment. And I stayed standing and I, the levels had never been that way. He was always above me 
but it was like the shift finally happened. Like I was standing in a place of power because I finally got the information that I needed from another female friend. The meeting is then called that I'm supposed to meet with him and the other artistic director. And I said, I'm not meeting just with you and this other person. I said, I want to meet with the entire ensemble. I want this person to be here and this person to be here. I want Shauna to be there. Whatever you have to say, you can say in front of all of them. And so my plan was to show up and expose this, these affairs and share about myself, share about these other females, you know, lift the veil. And instead what happened was it was just this firing squad of each of them. Not so much Shauna, but talking about how I'm entitled and how I'm difficult and how nobody likes me, how the interns don't like me, how I'm rude, how um, I uh, make people feel uncomfortable. I mean, it was just nonstop. And so they basically all went, you know, <laughs> in agreement of the meeting that um, it would be best if we all take a break and you know take some time we're going to do this other show that's coming up that he is in and another female is in and you know why don't we try to reconnect after that and see where things are but i think we need to take a break and so that means like take a break from you don't like essentially being like you don't show up here you don't do anything you literally are done and I just remember I choked on my words. You know, I, I couldn't even get the truth out. Mm, wow. So, okay, this is, this is, this is big. That's just big. So Shauna, meanwhile, do you remember the night that Heather? Oh, yes. And, okay. It is put into all of our heads that uh, Heather is difficult to work with. Um, she's trying to, which, you know, the only people backstage are the actors, which I was not a part of that backstage. And so I'd hear it secondhandedly. Um, you know, she's difficult to work with. Um, in rehearsals, it's been really difficult. Uh, she's, she's crazy. And so me and the other person who were not going to be there were contacted and they were like, Heather wants you guys there. Um, listen, here's the plan. We're going to, and what, from what I understood was they were like, we're going to have her take a break from the next show, one show, which I was like, okay, maybe she needs some time to like, um, to be away from this space. So we were invited to come and the, the main guy was like, all right, so we're just, we're going to just talk to her. We'll see what happens. And we're going to tell her she needs to take a break. Okay, great. I feel like Heather was like sitting by herself. Yeah, you all were and like- all of us were, were sitting here. Looking and, at me. Um, I remember getting very defensive of me and my relationship with her. I remember being like, well, this is how you, and it's all like, I think back now, it's all stuff that he had fed me about her being controlling. 
about her not letting me be my true self, about her trying to make me into this person and not let me be who I am. So I remember in that trying to like argue and be like, hey, no, you treat me like shit. I don't treat you like shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the, the, the words that were coming out of my mouth. Um, and, and, um, I think I had only spoken up once when I was getting defensive about it, because I think Heather was defending herself as well and was looking to myself and the other person that wasn't originally invited to be like, please back me up. But in the moment I was like, no, you're, you are, you, you need to take a break. You need to take a break. Just for clarity's sake. So you were defensive, not, not against the male leader, but against Mm -hmm. you were feeling defensive because what made you feel defensive in that moment? Why did you feel that I'm not quite understanding? Oh, because, um, I think that at the time, um, because Heather was getting beat up on, she started spit firing back at me and a couple other people. And like, what, we're all a part of this. We all have our flaws. And so I think she was doing that and saying, you know, Shauna does this and Shauna does that. And, um, and so then I got defensive. I deflected and, um, started rambling off all the things that I had been taught about her that had been fed. And it felt real to me. It felt like that was who she was. I wonder if I were in your boots, I would be like, oh, I need, I, I finally have a family. I belong to a community. I don't want to be out of the community. Like, do you, Correct. do you think that had some, Oh, absolutely. Okay. It was, it was, it was something where I had these friends and uh, because, you know, growing up, all of my friends were theater people. Um, in high school, I only hung out with the theater kids in college. I hung out with the theater kids. Um, and so here is a community in this big city of friends in this really great theater that puts on good shows, um, that I get to be a part of and that they actually care about me. They take the time to listen to me like part of the the whole, I am your best friend from the male perspective of this, of this is that like after class, um, he would drive me home and talk to me about, cause I'd never been to therapy before and I'd hold it all in and I'm from the East coast. And so it's don't talk about anything. And so it was so free. Me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> and it was so freeing to talk to this guy about anything and he did not judge me. And so then move on to this night, I had built this relationship where I'm like, no, but that's my family. And this is my, this is my home in this theater. And I remember, I believe Heather had said, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you were like, no, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Once I get out, once I leave that door, I'm never coming back. And we were all like, so then after he goes, well, that was her choice. We told her just, just one show, take a break. But her choice was to leave us forever. 
And then Heather sent me an email, which I have never read because I told the guy about it and he goes, oh, delete that. Oh, you don't, you don't want to get caught up in, in anything she has to say. She's going to try and, you know, do her thing and, and, you know, lie to you and control you. She's going to control you. And so delete it. And so I deleted it. And then I, I blocked her from my email because I didn't want to hear from her because I was scared that she was going to be controlling. Two things as I'm thinking about, um, I didn't say I was done that night to anyone. Like I literally choked. I, I, I don't remember saying much of anything other than the little bits of me trying to defend myself. Um, what I do remember is just like sobbing uncontrollably. He, the leader left, gave me like a little, it's, you know, mm. and then I remember that's a little pat on the back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then like not making eye contact and leaving. I remember, um, the next leader, you know, kind of giving more of a caring hug. And then I remember the third person male being sweeter probably the sweetest and you being like kind of a quick hug and i left and i remember i sat in my car and i had to you know drive back to this little apartment that i was living in and i contemplated taking my life mm -hmm. and i was sitting on the floor next to my bathroom and i gathered any pills I could find. And I literally contemplated because I was like, I have no career. These are my only friends. I have been removed from all my friends back home. Everybody at that theater hates me. My best friend hates me. No one likes working with me. I have nothing. Yes. I, I mean, that, that, that night, I, I can totally understand why you would feel like what do i have what's what's the point what kept you from not taking the pills what kept you um going forward so i remember trying to call my mom and i know that that meeting took place later at night 11 o'clock i mean it's just a whole weird time of the night so it's like who can i really even like y'all were my people. So it's like, who do I even, I, at that point, I didn't even know. I, I didn't know who I could really go to with this information. And so the one person, so that female friend, the one that gave me all the information about him with these other women, I couldn't get a hold of her that night. And again, it was like late. And so I remember like finally at, it was like 2.30 in the morning. My mom finally called me back, but I, I didn't tell her anything. I mean, I was so embarrassed. I mean, I had like built myself up to be the Chicago actor. I was in this very well-known show. It was getting accolades and I was sort of known as this actress from this particular, you know, it, it just, I was so embarrassed. And so I don't, I don't recall what that conversation was or what I said. Um, I did, 
I and I still do every once in a while, but I very much uh, lived in a land of suicidal thoughts for many years, um, intensely, probably up until about, I mean, they got really bad, like even through everything else going on in 2015, 2016. And it wasn't until really about like 2017 that I started to get a handle on stuff. Yeah, I didn't start to re I didn't start to learn the truth about seeing myself how things really were and learning about checking in with people and being like, that's not that didn't happen that way. That didn't happen that way until about five years later. Wow. And so in, in within those five years, did you do any healing things to try to work through it? Or what did you what eventually helped you come come out of the the feeling that 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 you're the problem? The, um, well, I mean, it's still there's still times where I struggle with reverting back to that mindset. Um, I did, like, you know, an intense, intense therapy. Um, and, you know, a lot of therapy multiple times throughout the week, um, uh, you know, maybe two times a week, every week, uh, medication, um, acupuncture, massage, um, because I was also working through not only the loss of like these friendships and relationships, but the, the physical um, abuse, the sexual abuse, the Every, everything that happened, yes. emotional abuse, yeah, um, as well. So, yeah, a lot of different, um, you know, I I was handed uh, a lot of body practitioners that just kind of showed up um, and kind of let me open up on the table and let things out and then zip back up. Um, so I could walk out into the world. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. I, the thing I appreciate about hearing about five years, and then it, it, healing is not a quick process. Sometimes, you know what I'm yeah. saying. It, it it takes dedication and time. So I, I appreciate. I really appreciate yeah. your honesty and vulnerability and bravery for saying that. And so, meanwhile, while Heather's going through all this. What is going on with, with you, Shauna? And how was the loss of the friendship for you? What was the family like then after after Heather was gone? Was there a difference? Um, yes, there was a loss in the environment, which is what Heather was. Um, um, real truth, I guess um real support uh female perspective um there was never another female that came through um i believe i was the last of them and it i always <laughs> i always felt so guilty i always felt that I had lost something really big and I didn't know how to get it back. I was too embarrassed because of the things that I had said to her in that meeting. Um, she would never forgive me. Um, I would then lose my family at the theater as well if I tried to reconnect. 
my confidence was low. Um, there was not, I definitely was not as bright, um, there because there was not this other person that was strong and helped me be strong. Everybody would still talk about, well, she's not here. So look how much, oh, the stress is gone. The stress is gone, but it wasn't, it was exactly the same from their part. Um, and it took years for me to even think about how broken I was there. I don't remember the last year that I worked at that theater because I was in such a depression and I was never around. I remember seeing Heather working at a restaurant that was right around the corner as a, a you know, a greeter, a, a hostess. And I didn't know what to say. And I was so happy to see her, but I didn't know what to say. And I was scared she hated me. But yeah, so it, it was a, a time where I was also trying to convince myself that I did the right thing by not opening the email, that I did the right thing by not trying to reach out. And so it was a huge struggle and, uh, and that's when I made friends outside of the theater, that theater. Well, I met them there, but away from them and, and started not being as close. Um, and and uh, without, without even realizing it, moving away and not... Um, because because uh, Heather wasn't there anymore. And so that that part of me and that part of the family was more important than I had thought. Like, I just think it's like, an I mean, this story is like such an invitation for anyone who's not thought of this to say, how do we get in our bodies? How do yeah. we get, how does our body feel versus how do we think about it? How do we think about it? Well, and it, it's interesting you say uh, the body because I when when my final months before the firing squad night happened, I had been getting the I had never had migraine issues in my life, never, but I was literally getting these intense headaches um, when I was finding out all the information. I um, had lost a ton of weight. Um, so how did you come back together? What was that like? What, what, what happened that allowed you then to come back together? Well, we kept having these weird little dustings of, of, uh, there was one through a child care provider event that you were at. And I was yes. like, my, uh colleague, if you will, said, by the way, here's who's going to be here. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you didn't tell me I needed to know in advance. You can't just lay that on me. And so it was a very awkward, like, hi, hi, oh yeah, you know, and I just tried to like, let her do her thing and joke around when I could it, cause the event was, there were, uh, children, uh, with disabilities and whatnot 
um, at a hospital that we were there as childcare providers. And I was like, the focus is them. The focus is not us. Mm -hmm. So I think we, we very nicely uh, avoided that. But then what was the next yes. bumping into? Was it at um, with the volunteer organization was it the or was it at the... the the, but the botanical gardens was yes. the final it was straw. like there were three meetings <laughs> we went we keep wow, so yeah. to wow. each other the one that brought us to go we keep bumping into each other my god what let's just yeah get a drink and chat it out because the universe has just said guys we've given you all of these opportunities like, yeah. take them um but i I went to this thing at the botanical gardens. It was like a whiskey tasting. And I was like, uh, on my own. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go. I want to go. I did a lot of things by myself, um, took myself on a lot of, a lot of dates. And I was like, this will be cool. It's at a botanical garden and you drink whiskey while you're walking around. Great. And I went and I'm like walking around and then I hear, in the back Shauna <laughs> and I turned around and there was Heather again serving the liquor <laughs> I, I didn't poison like, it I promise what? Yeah. <laughs> no 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 she didn't and so you know she was busy doing her stuff so I walked around and then on our way out while the event was over and she was packing up with her colleague we just were talking and we were like all right when are you free yeah, is your number the same? Um, when when can we yeah is your number the same can we can we meet somewhere what date do you have free let's text about it and so then we finally were like all right let's meet I think it was like St. Patrick's Day weekend it was <laughs> from what yeah, I remember the, and it was um, six hours at the c c carbon oh, the carbon, carbon arc. arc the old Davis yeah uh, the old, yep, the old Davis Theater. But it was six hours. Um, sat down. Yeah, we were there for six hours. And this is when we found out everything. We were comparing. And we got the other, the other side had opened up to us. We had no, you know, Heather had no idea about me. I had no idea about Heather. And we were just both astounded. This is when I heard about Heather's... Um, suicidal thoughts and that just made me so upset <laughs> that these events led to someone wanting someone who's so beautiful wanting to hurt herself because of words that were said to her and and we've we we've gotten both sides we both listened to each other that was important was that like when I was telling my side, she listened. When she was telling her side, she listened. And without interruption, no judgment of either of us. We were like, we're going to say it like it is because that's how we felt. And then you get to say your side so that we can figure this out, figure out what happened. So at that point, I wasn't living um, this job that I got. I had been there maybe a couple of weeks at this first, that was the first event that I did. So I was still living in the suburbs because I migrated, I fled the city in like 2015, moved far away, and then had been slowly kind of easing my way back. 
and wanting to get back to Chicago and this job happened. And then within two weeks of being on this job, I see her and it kind of felt like, okay, maybe I can move back. Like maybe I can reclaim my life again and come back here. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even Mm -hmm. think that we would be like best friends again. Um, But I knew it was this piece that like needed, I don't, Sean, I don't know if I've told you this kind of stuff, but what can sometimes happen because there was certain parts that I locked away the first like two years, like, you know, 2019, 2020 of hanging out again, I started have like certain memories like were popping up, like things I totally forgot about were coming back. Like she would say something mm. about something and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I totally forgot about that. Mm. You know, or I would be like my um, dreams were more uh, lively again. Certain The certain people that we <laughs> used to be around would, would come haunt my dreams a bit more. Mm. Um, but it was interesting because there were lots of uh, pieces of my memory that I think I closed off because it was too much. So um rekindling with shauna uh you know opened that up again to remember certain things and good things like funny things um and one thing like i've you know hearing um shauna tell the story again is because i remember that night when she was crying in front of me um about you know how she was feeling and that you know what i was going through the uh you know, and also just to sidebar anyone who deals with um, having, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, major depressive disorder, anxiety, the things that, um, that I work through daily, um, that it, you know, that's, that's my stuff. Like, that's not, um, you did not do that to Mm -hmm. me. And that, um, I also have tried to make sure when I have rekindled with people to say, please let go of all that. Please forgive yourself. Like, I'm not mad at you. I don't hold it against you because we were captive of the same, you know, um, Svengali. Like we, you know, Stockholm syndrome, what have you, lamp together. And I don't blame it. That, that's not because of you. Like, so anything, like, please let go of feeling bad. Please let go of of feeling the need to say I'm sorry. Because I've had a lot of people who then apologize to me afterwards. And while that is uh, nice to hear the apology, I, I would rather, like, I want to make sure what's followed up with it is, like, just letting it go. Like, the rekindling is the most important thing and to relieve yourself of feeling guilty or shame or anything of that realm. Wow. And then, and then how, how did you then start hanging out together? I mean, are, do you hang out together much? Or oh, what's God, the, what's yeah. the friendship? What's the friendship oh, like yeah. now? I mean, literally like we're, we're neighbors. Block away. <laughs> Um, 
I mean, like literally, uh, I'm in a relationship with her and her boyfriend. Um, I do feel like the third wheel mm -hmm. or yeah. their child, which is fine for now. Um, but no, I mean, it, it literally, we had that conversation and then I think there were what, maybe a couple times and then bam. And you know, we're pandemic oh God, friends. Yeah. I only got through um, the pandemic because you know, of when Shauna. It seriously <laughs> truly yeah. and, and i literally check in with shauna like she is my life partner wow. i mean it's daily yeah wow. i mean i wow. truly do not know how i would have gotten through the pandemic if i didn't have you as my friend mm -hmm. Sh shauna what how has it changed to have heather back in your life it's definitely filled the hole that that was there i think um we're meant to be friends and the breakup during that time i personally grew a ton as a person um i found myself i became stronger i educated myself and stopped listening to stop trying to impress people i got rid of toxic friends and communicated with some strong females who were and are honest. And um, I wouldn't call it tough love because I don't like that. I think that they were honest love and finding out who I was in truth to be myself, to be me, to do what I want to do instead of waiting around for um, a group of people to give it to me, um, going out and auditioning at other theaters and being myself and putting myself out there and doing more shows than I would ever have done at the other place, um, learning instruments, like, like traveling going to other cultures and, and learning about the world and that it's not, it's not this, you don't have to be in a toxic space. I'm friendly with people, I'm friends with people, but there's only a few people that I can really feel comfortable being myself and want to have in my life. And uh, Heather is one of those people. Um, we have been through a lot together. Uh, we have been through a lot apart and I think that where where I am now I'm a stronger friend to her than I was before and I will I've learned to um to believe my friends and not believe strong patriarchal forces gosh uh well hearing Shauna um say all this is the one thing I recalled after that first um rekindling after we hashed out uh and shared our stories and then when i got to learn the little pieces of like how you're vegan and run a marathon and you make your own bread and you do this and you do that and i was like holy shit holy shit and then you hear her right now just talking about where she's at with things and I think the thing for me that I try to, cause I still feel really stuck and I, it's still, I get really 
um, brought back into uh, the belief, like I really have to uh, just pull that bad voice out of my head all the time. But what's so cool is like, Shauna has just evolved so, so much, like a completely different person, like the kind of person that I want to be, like the kind of person that, you know, cooks for herself and does different events and goes to concerts. And like, I, a lot of times don't know how to do that stuff on my own. Like when I say the pandemic, like, I don't know what I would have done. I really don't because I have a hard time, um, really taking care of myself. I'm always good at taking care of other people, but I don't know how to do, do things for myself, by myself, and find enjoyment. It's always dependent on someone else. And then even sometimes when I I get um, an invite to do something, I'm going to say something dumb, or I'm going to be difficult, or I'm going to be this or that, like all of those things. And so what I really love is how... Um, Shauna's just really come into her own like power and truth and I I really hope like that more and more by being around her more and more um that I can start to like you know she's leading she's the leader right now that I need to kind of find those things for myself still because I I just I'm still working on that (laughs) Do you know what I love about you saying this? Because you're being honest. You're saying where you're at. I don't hear judgment from your from you to on yourself, which I also think is just beautiful and wise and strong. And we are all at different places. I, I, again, like I just, I cannot. Uh... It felt like a, you know, now it's like there's just this section, there's just this chapter and like we just skipped over and started over again. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think if people um, in these situations can examine and look at um, how much of a, an existential or outside force perhaps has impact, you know, whatever people's triggers or traumas or this or that. I mean, I, um, I don't know. It's like, well, of course we were going to become friends again. It was just a matter of time. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) The theater company, the two friends talk about in this episode no longer exists to learn more about how Heather and other women within the Chicago community helped close this company down. See the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.